Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Noah. <laughs> and I'm Enrique. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Good Boys, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and The Art of Racing in the Rain. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. guys welcome back to my podcast today <laughs> wow we got noah back on the show i'm back <laughs> i'm in person and it's live and in stereo all right well yeah. you know what since enrique since you oh, decided no. to hostile take over the episode <laughs> you're in charge go for it uh hey guys what's hey up guys how's it going <laughs> um oh. yeah <laughs> so what are we doing today, Rika? We're we're talking some movies, uh, uh, some flicks. Um, there's a dog movie. There is um, the the goodbye, the farewell. No, nope, that's not, not, this not this episode. Next nope. episode, watch out for the farewell <laughs> coming to you guys. Next episode, uh, we're watching that puts no on a clock. I mean, yes, to see scary, it. scary oh, stories yeah. to tell in the dark, and not Dora because Ozzy's didn't show up. No, but that's going to be put in next, next episode. episode. No, Maybe this episode. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. It'll be yeah. on at some point. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's get some culture. Uh, I don't know. That's it, right? Good boys? Did you already Yo, say that? good boys. <laughs> that's the one we're starting good boys, with? Good hey. boys. I mean, you read it in the title, so like, you know. Oh, yeah. You, I title, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really ever have to introduce anything. Anyway. Um, are you going to continue? No? Okay, fine. I quit. All right, fine. Enrique. <laughs> Don't steal the podcast, America. Jeez. Um, yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about today. We were supposed to have more. Uh, Ozzy was supposed to be on this episode. Um, but, you know, whatever. But the good news is, as we talked about in the last episode, Ozzy is reviewing Dora by himself. So we do get our revenge, but he got double revenge by not being on the episode he was supposed to be on. So I, I don't know. It's It's very annoying. But anyway... <laughs> We have. Let's start with good boys. Oh, um, like, right let's into start it. with Noah. Yeah, let's start. With, no, we're well, starting. I am with, here. Yeah, Noah's here. It's I know. It's good to be back. <laughs> you, it's it's kind of funny. One of the things that um, that I missed is sitting next to Carlos, and he always has something to his left that he compulsively. I don't know. Oh, adjusts. Yeah, right now it's his phone. But oh, it definitely. used to be like like a like a. Um, like a hard drive or something mm-hmm. like that, or like a camera. Hard drive's piece. on my right. The hard drive is on his right, so he's got one in right hand. Just I'm kind of breaking down the curtain here, mm. so you can see what's going on. What's it like to be back in the berg? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's really hot out here um, and in here. It's also pretty. Do you hot want me to here. leave? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, that's our course. That's that's, all that's right. talk about good, boy. Right. good boy. Good <laughs> boy. Jeez. Right. Why do you want to get nuts? Thank you, Come on. Okay. Let's get nuts. All right, so Good Boys is a comedy um, directed by Gene something? St- Stepinski? I Rogan. Wilder? Did he pro- no, it's not Wilder. Uh, no, um, Rogan produced this well, and maybe of, wrote it. A lot of big producers this episode. Uh, did not write it, so he just produced it. Guillermo produced the other one. Rogan produced this one. Yeah, so um, this movie is about these three kids that are in... 
his seventh grade, sixth grade. That's really young. No, that sounds about right. I think Maybe s- I want to say grade. sixth grade. Yes, yeah. it's sixth grade. Um, so these three kids that are in sixth grade, and they dis- they want to go to their first kissing party. <laughs> Don't we all? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm Guys, I'm still waiting for my invite. Where yeah, do I, get I know. That? <laughs> so they want to go to their first kissing party, and uh, they get into hijinks because they decide they need to figure out how to kiss and there's a drone involved they lose the drone and then they go on a mission to replace the drone to get funds to replace the drone um this movie it's one of those comedies where i there's moments in this movie like a lot of moments in this movie to be fair where it's hilarious and i just was like just laughing out loud and really enjoying the time with this movie I don't think it's as well constructed of a movie as uh, the one that I naturally want to compare it to because it came out this year in Booksmart. Yep. Um, it's not as good of a movie as that, but it has funnier, it has higher highs than Booksmart, I will say. That's a high phrase. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Booksmart is, a, like again, Booksmart is by far the better movie. But Good Boys has the funnier moments, the funnier individual moments. Where I think it struggles is doesn't fully flesh out the characters. And the story is, it feels a little like, it, it kind of feels like it's, it was, it's been done before, but done much better. So that's where I think that uh, this movie struggles. But I want to start with the performances of these kids. <laughs> Because I, I think for the most part, they're really funny. Uh, we have Jacob Tremblay, obviously, oh who my is... Oh, gosh. My lord and savior. Enrique is <laughs> all, in on, uh, all in on Tremblay. Uh, yeah, Jacob Tremblay is obviously um, a very well-known uh, child actor at this DiCaprio. point. That's a bold <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, but okay, I mean... No, I'm kidding. I mean, to, well, to be fair, there was like... The a room. There, room. With Room, there was push for him to get a nomination uh, along with Brie Larson, but whatever. Uh, I think Jacob Tremblay is really good in this movie. Um, and then as, as well as uh, Keith L. Williams, he plays uh, Lucas. Um, the, the, the performance that I wasn't as fond of and i think that this character is like i don't know it's he's a character that doesn't work the most for me and i think part of it has to do with the uh with the performances uh brady noon who plays this is the kid's actual name thor what the kid's name is thor non-ironically they don't even address it in the movie wait the the kid not the actor the the character's name is thor spiky hair kid yes okay all right (laughs) I was very confused. How old are they? For a while, I thought he was playing. uh, They're in sixth grade, so I don't don't know. know. So I was thinking, like, oh, you know, after after the movie came out, are they young enough that that they're like, (laughs) oh, I really like that movie, Uh, Thor? Maybe honestly, but I don't think so. I don't think the timing works. This new this new generation of kids, I don't know. They got some weird names. Back in Florida, there was a girl with the name Rainbow Crystal. (laughs) So. And that's a real that's a real story. Was it? Did they change their name to that? No, no. Their parents named them Rainbow Crystal Hyphen Sophia. <laughs> Just gonna sneak that normal part in there. So anyway, uh, like I like I said, they don't address it in the movie, and it drove me insane because for a while I was like Thorn, like what kind of name is that? But then I realized they're saying Thor, and I'm like. That's even weirder. Like, I don't, just, was he the god of thunder? I, I don't know. 
What if this is just a Loki show? Just <laughs> and he transformed Thor into this kid. Um, that gives a questionable performance. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I do think they have pretty good chemistry together. They, uh, I, I, I kind of buy their relationship for the most part. For the most part. Um, but like I'm saying, this the strength of this movie by far is some of the silly, ridiculous situations that these characters get themselves into. Um, and these, these are over the top characters as well. And that part, I think plays a little bit into the fact that, uh, into what I was saying before, where these characters, I had trouble buying them. I thought, thought they were a little two dimensional and a little flat. Um, and that's kind of because they were caricatures of actual kids. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of, but again, that plays into the comedy. So I don't like quite know how to feel about it, but I, I, it, it made it funnier, but it like deteriorated the like core of the movie, which is supposed to be this group of friends that I'm supposed to buy. So I don't know. It's it's a weird dynamic there. Um, in terms of more negatives, because like I said, it's hard to talk about comedies because you know it, they're all very subjective. I thought this movie was really funny for the most part, um, but negatives. I already talked about that kid's performance. He's the weakest performance in the movie. Um, I think they rely a little bit too much on think on something that a lot of, to be honest, a lot of Seth Rogen movies fall into. Where, oh, let's have this person who normally it's who it's strange to hear curse. Like you get oh, a little yeah. bit of like of the sausage fest uh, <laughs> vibes to it, where it's like, oh, look, isn't sausage it funny to watch party. this hot dog cuss? Uh, you know, it's like, yeah. well, I mean, it was funny the first oh, time. Oh, what was that? <laughs> that movie came out like a year ago. The the puppet Muppet movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh right, right, right. That's Tom, another one. Hot yeah. fuzz. No. no, that would have been a good name for it though. <laughs> uh, what was it? No, that's oh, an Edgar remember. Wright movie. Yeah, yeah it is. Puppet but Street. Uh, puppet Street. Uh, no. no, Murder I can't on Mean Streets. No. <laughs> Murder on Felt Street. I can't remember what it's called. We're just coming up with better. It's like we are. We are. It's the the Muppet movie with Melissa McCarthy, and I think Joel McHale is in it. Yeah, at some point. But it definitely has that vibe to it, where it's like, isn't it hilarious to watch these children curse? Yeah, and it's like, sure, maybe it was kind of funny the first time, but after a while, it's just like, get a different joke, please. Like, don't rely on this. Um, so I, I, there's a little bit too much of that, but it's not as bad as it is in sausage. Oh, the happy time murders. Yes. That's it. That uh, was a dumb name. That is, there, there are, it should have been a pun. It should have been a pun. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's, um, another, another negative I've had. Uh, I, I think that the movie kind of doesn't stick the landing. And again, that has to do with the fact that these characters are kind of flat and you have, you know, the whole emotional arc of this movie doesn't quite work when you don't buy the characters completely to begin with. So it, it doesn't completely stick the landing. But that all being said, I feel like I did have uh, quite a few negatives, but that's because I'm talking about it as a movie. If you're just looking at it from the question of did I laugh, the answer is a resounding yes. This movie is very funny if you just want to sit back and kind of watch these ridiculous situations and enjoy yourself. This is definitely um, a good comedy that um, I think a lot of people have fun with uh, this year. So go have fun. Enjoy uh, another yeah. fun rated I'm getting R comedy. like a birthday party 
movie vibes from this. Like mm-hmm. something you just put on in the background. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And everybody's like, uh-huh, okay, let's go do something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't have the substance of something like Booksmart, but it is funnier overall, I would say. Um, but yeah, that's what I got. Good boys. Um, good boys. I'm gonna rate it. Uh, I'm gonna rate it a seven out of ten. Mm. It's a good movie. Good, good boys. Movie. More like meh boys. Meh. No. Sounds pretty strong. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think the co- the pretty fact that it, the, the fact that it's fu- like it is really funny and there are really high points in the movie do carry uh, the movie and carry my rating. So that's what I got. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, this is the movie that we all saw, so we'll all be able to chime in here. Um, I'm probably going to be the highest on this movie. This is the Guillermo del Toro produced movie, not directed, um, as Enrique was thinking it was when we first sat down to watch the movie. <laughs> I'd be a lot more excited for it, honestly. <laughs> you know. um, Fair point. But, yeah, so this movie... I don't know. Does anyone want to give a synopsis? Noah, you want to give a synopsis Ooh, for this? Sure. Oh. So, um, little girl. Well, not so little girl. I don't know. She's in like they're in high school. High school, yeah. yeah. Like a freshman in high school or whatever. Uh, finds a book at a uh, well-known haunted establishment, and the book is uh, a collection of stories written by uh, the the woman who was driven insane by her parents or her family while she was living there. And the uh, she writes these stories and they come true and they haunt each and each of the people uh, within her friend group, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's I mean it's kind of I mean it's very uh, you know I structured. Gonna, I thought it was gonna be an anthology movie at first. Yeah, and that's I mean a different turn. It's like it almost feels like it could easily be an anthology movie. Like you could get each of these um, like the stories are very delineated and the, the movie totally shifts i think into this certain mode when the stories are are happening i feel like this movie is very heavily inspired by it in certain ways yeah yeah it takes place in the 60s which is interesting window dressing but i don't think it really adds a lot to not really no to the context or anything like the vietnam war is going on and it kind of that, kind, that kind of plays into it but not necessarily a lot yeah it's like plays into one portion of the movie i feel like you would expect something with guillermo del toro's name on it to at least make a a commentary of sorts about that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but i did not pick up any sort of any sort of um cultural reflection within the uh, within the stories or within the, the to make it the context significant yeah yeah uh i feel like this is a really this is these are the this kind of falls into that category of a movie that's kind of like a pop horror type movie where mm-hmm. I feel like this is built for the masses. But in my opinion, you you guys might not agree. I don't know. I feel like this is on the higher end of that spectrum. Like this sure. is more towards the insidious, the the um, uh, it side of things, mm-hmm. or even Halloween. I thought that was a yeah, big definitely popcorn horror. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and less like towards those trashy january horror movies you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah so like it's it's definitely on the higher end of that spectrum yeah. so uh, i had a lot of fun with this movie um i i think that the horror sequences were really good mm-hmm. um i actually didn't mind a lot of the story connecting um connecting all these little short stories that were happening i i thought it for the most part worked pretty well 
Um, I liked some of these characters. <laughs> There's one character in particular that I wasn't a fan of, and I feel like he lives a little too long. <laughs> um, uh, uh, He's, I guess you could say he's the Thor of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. I didn't so. see Good Boys, but I, I get the vibe. I, I think, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but overall, I did enjoy these characters, and I enjoyed the connective tissue here for the most part. I do think there are aspects of it, like the Vietnam War stuff like you were talking yeah. about, that like kind of comes up, and it's just like... Why is this like happening? Just because you're like, oh yeah, we're in the sixties, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some of the backstory of the world, it gets a little murky, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I had fun with this movie. What about you, Enrique? I did have fun. I don't. It was so there were apparent weak spots, but mm-hmm. not enough to for me to be like, oh, that was a big negative. You yeah, know? it was. It was fun. It was. It was a little disturbing. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the body stuff, mm. the body horror. The body stuff. The, the body stuff. I'm not a huge fan of the body horror, and most of it is more like biological horror. <laughs> I'm not thinking. I can't think of a good term for it. I mean, it's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's body, body horror. horror. But this. yeah, uh, other than that, you know, it was fun. It wasn't anything like too too special. I could see myself in a few years like it being Halloween and be like, oh, scary stories in the dark is on yeah. freaking AMC <laughs> horror fest or whatever. Sure. <laughs> Uh, worth noting, this is PG-13. I could yeah. have swore this was rated R going into it, but then yeah. it was like PG-13. I was like, okay. Seems um, like a smart, honestly, a smart decision. Definitely, definitely. I don't think it holds back the movie either. Yeah, it, I not I, really. I because we're talking about the... impressive. Well, we're talking about like the body horror and stuff, and you would imagine like, oh, that means there's blood blood and guts and gore and all no. this stuff. And it, No, I mean, it's PG-13. They stick to that standard, I mean, uh, but it's still kind of nasty. It's, it's, it's less like, oh, gross. They're like, you know, carving somebody's stomach open and more like, yeah. ew, I can almost feel that. And it doesn't... It doesn't look like it feels good. Yeah. You know? Look, if, I, if I'm not <laughs> complaining about it, then you know it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is not another Brightburn situation where they're just trying to, like, chop people's head off and gross you out. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, let's fully dive into positives. Noah, what do you have to start right. us off here? Well, I think we've pretty I've much covered, covered the a lot, stories. Yeah. yeah. I think each of the stories, I think there's, what is it, like, there's, like, five stories, I want to say. I don't know. Yes. And I think they range from, and they're, they're their own little set pieces in the beginning. And I think each of those is really good in, in concept there. I mean, you, I mean, you just, you can, you compare them to each other and in concept, some of them kind of repeat a few elements. I don't want to get into specifics, but there's all, there's like a, a sense of once you're inside this area, you can't physically escape. Like you'll run down a hallway mm-hmm. and you start where you began running down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like to get away from something, um, but yeah, I think those those individual stories are probably the strongest thing about the movie. I think uh, the main character is interesting, but I don't think they give her enough unique character traits to mm-hmm. make her um, very uh, memorable in a way. I think so. they kind of lacked a little bit of subtlety with her. 
Uh, <laughs> I stood with a lot of parts. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, can, I think that's fair. It's just like a lot of the, you know, she has these particular things that bother her about like her past and stuff like that. And a mm-hmm. lot of that is like really on the nose. She like goes, steps away to cry about it. And then like a character will talk in the background <laughs> yeah. about like yeah. why she's upset. It's like she's sad. A good, yeah, a good <laughs> example her mom, you know? Arya from Game of Thrones episode one. <laughs> mm. That's the king's brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the queen. That's yeah. their son. Yeah. He's yeah. mean. <laughs> Nobody likes him. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of uh, like that. Bringing Arya the exposition machine. <laughs> In episode one of Game of Thrones, sure. Well, there's a lot of exposition to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of I I agree with what you're saying. I, I enjoyed her as a character, but. You know, there could have been more done with her in general. So that's that's fair. Um, Enrique, what what positives, other positives do you have? Um, I I think we covered the just. I mean, I wasn't he's a fan it. of the body he's moving, horror. He's moving his phone around. Yes, he's like yes, adjusting. <laughs> just wanted to bring it up. I wasn't a fan of the body horror, but it looked really well, and mm-hmm. I'm very impressed that it wasn't R and that they didn't let that hold them back. Um. I kind of like the time period, but at the same time, it did feel unnecessary. But, you know, the Nixon stuff's cool, so. Um, <laughs> sure. Real cool guy, Nixon. <laughs> I, my hero. My um, hero. Um, yeah, I like that one kid that was the clown. What was his name? Anybody remember? No. Okay, well, I really liked him. He had, like, he had a weird name. Fun. One of them had a silly name. Yeah. I think. I, I think all the characters in general work pretty well. I mean, yeah. In general, we'll get to negatives, but I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. You know, it was entertaining. It was a movie. <laughs> Bob. Oh, oh, oh Bob. <laughs> hey. Sorry, uh, Noah. Did... I've matured. Rick doesn't I'm a say that anymore. Augie, that's his name. His name is Augie. Okay, that's yeah. a little weird, but. Okay, I think I mean, it was like August a... or something like that. But yeah, Augie. Anyway. I'm having a vanilla name. All right, well, let's move <laughs> into uh, fully into negatives, and then we can write this movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it, the ending, I, in like the very ending in particular, mm-hmm. kind of bothered me because it was the most, <laughs> it was the <laughs> most obvious yeah. and on the nose and just like shameless setup for a sequel yeah. I have seen in a long time in a movie. Yeah. Like it was like we're gonna do this just yeah. to do this, <laughs> and it's like what? <laughs> okay, yeah. we don't oh know if God. we'll accomplish it, but yeah. we're sure gonna try on next time. <laughs> scary stories. To tell I was me. so sure and i even told this to enrique i was so sure that they were going to literally just pull an it and be like scary stories to tell in the dark chapter one uh-uh. no <laughs> i was so I, sure they were, they were pushing it pretty hard. Oh, man. Um, that's I, that was one small thing but it's it's <laughs> i just had yeah. to bring it up but it's almost like they do it uh almost like like i wrote this down it's like you know if they're gunning for a franchise here they're not really presenting themselves very confidently. Like I, I didn't yeah. see any it, much, um, much, much uh, of a of a way for them to continue this yeah. franchise. So it was almost like a really sheepish, like, well, if you like, you know, if you like this, we, we could make more if you really wanted to. <laughs> if you want us, well, you know, we, we could do that. Yeah, just you know. 
I yeah, I do like as much as they were like leaning into it and being like, hey, we're gonna we wanna make more of this. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. there is an element where I'm sitting there going, like, what where what would that even look like? What what <laughs> I don't know what they do. Even yeah. more scary stories to tell in the dark. But Literally, it's like, like but yeah, the story the sto- doesn't exactly the story doesn't lend itself to that. It would really. be it would be like the ring too. <laughs> like we we solve the problem and we understand the villain, but she's gonna be bad for some reason again. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers, kind of. <laughs> it's the ring. I love the it's ring. No, movie. I'm no, I'm okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, I get you. Yeah, it's like you, you kind of gave away something. Spoiler alert! Yeah. This movie has a happy end. <laughs> I, oh, PG thirteen movie. Oh, for this movie. That's oh, fine. my bad, guys. <laughs> Go fine. see it. Yeah. Sorry, um, Guillermo. <laughs> Sorry, Guillermo. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I mean, honestly, like, I yeah, without Guillermo's name attached to it, I probably never would have seen it. Really? Well, that's a I big have to see it because push. of the podcast, you know, whatever. But um, you know, I I wouldn't. It would not have interested me hmm. especially. And I I feel like for a movie, you know, he really only has sort of the the horror elements in there. There's no. Like, like, I mean, I hinted at this before, but there's no real social commentary mm-hmm. about it. And this is a perfect example, the perfect time to have that. I mean, you know, almost every character has some sort of connection to, I mean, one of the main characters is, uh, he's a Latino and he's a draft dodger mm-hmm. and the police are gunning for him because that was a, that was a, a, a thing that people did. They were a lot harsher on, uh, minorities who didn't participate in the draft. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was just I I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, there was definitely a moment in the movie where I went, ah, he's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. At least it's like an institution, you know, being racist as opposed to just being a person. That's at least a step up. You know. Sure. Um, sure. Some people would say that's not a step up. But well, it's know. a step up in depicting realistic, <laughs> yeah, sure, realistic yeah. racism. Um, what about the, the bully character? Is kind of stupid. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. He's I mean, like. But also, well, I was like tempted beyond, to go beyond a cartoon character. Well, obviously. I was. I was tempted to go. Well, you know, they for some reason like movies set in the '80s love to do that, but this movie set in the '60s. But yeah. I guess like maybe it's just any period piece. They're just gonna make these cartoonish, <laughs> like ridiculous characters. You could have somebody wearing a letterman jacket and being a douchebag yeah. in any time yeah, that's you know, completely you do fair. that yeah it's I, I don't know because like there's so many times in these movies where it's like th- these children are just straight up criminals like they're yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh and to to go to like something like it like yeah. <laughs> the kid is like literally carving something into like a kid's stomach and you're just yeah. like what the heck this is like I this didn't kid know anybody needs, do that. Exactly. Kids like, are gonna be kids. Oh boy. Well, so that's these guys being dudes. It's like what happened to these people in like I don't know about you guys, but I didn't have anything happen like that to me. To well me you in didn't high live in dairy. Sure. Know, but you know, I don't know. Time. Like I guess maybe. Uh, I mean, but it's they, just so strange to me. It's very strange. <laughs> I mean, they did almost kill the kid. I mean, they literally launched a, a flaming projectile into, <laughs> into a, a moving cool car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That would not have gone well post nine eleven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? What is nine eleven? I'm sorry, I may have peeked it there, but what does nine eleven have to do with it? <laughs> like, like that could not fly today. You it know? wouldn't. It probably would not have flown. Then, then, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it would. That kid has good better. aim though. He's going yeah. to baseball. Yeah, he should. I didn't like his intro. Are you to kidding? The movie. He's a nerd. Why would he want to? His know? intro was gross. Oh, I can't remember what was kid. it. 
With the poop? Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> through poop at him? That's oh, yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. All right. I think we've uh, exhausted the discussion. Is this <laughs> yeah. based on a book? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Is it just scary stories to mm-hmm. tell in the dark? There? I think, I think the a... book is just scary stories. There's no tissue. You know? I wonder if they took these stories, like the body horror stuff Cook? from it. Cause if they oh, took. Yeah. <laughs> they cooked it from it. Because uh, if, if they didn't, then what's the point of using this other than just name recognition? It's name recognition. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. I guess. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's all what this is. movie is, is just coasting off of is Guillermo del Toro, his name recognition, and the the book series that people read in the 90s. And the, the, the 2000s. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, what do you guys got on this movie? Here? Six. All right. Uh, 6.5. All right. <laughs> Uh, and I'll just, we'll keep climbing the ladder. I'm going to go 6.8. Ooh, okay. baby. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Ooh, baby. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. It was entertaining, I guess. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to make it round number seven. Oh. Smooth seven. Bold move. Bold move. Round number. Let's go. All right. Uh, Noah, this, yeah. is, this is all you. The art of racing in the rain. Right. So a little backstory and also a minor explanation of the plot. This is based off of a book. And the book is told via the dog's perspective, and it's about a uh, a a driver, a stunt. Not, I'm sorry, not a stunt man. A um, you know, he's a he's a race car driver, and he adopts a dog, and he sort of speaks to the dog, and you know how you might talk to your pet, and he tells the dog all about you know racing and everything, and kind of goes through his life, and. Um, you know, or I guess it's the dog's life, but you know, he marries a woman and, um, you know, they have a kid and it's like kind of just the dog's perspective on his job and uh, everything that's going on with him. And it ends with the dog dying. So oh. going to just go ahead and, uh, hit not, you with not that to right spoil there. It, but like, so this is this movies from the dog's perspective. The, or movies, the, book? the movie is narrated almost entirely by Kevin Costner playing the dog, but like uh, Enzo, that's the how the realistic is it? What do you like, mean? is it like dog is like move fast car? Like, does the dog even understand what a the car is? The dog. Oh no! Yeah, pretty like it's a movie dog, so it's like ah, I get how engines. The work. dog. Yeah. Or is the, it like metal box go fast? Well, it's kind <laughs> of like I mean, it's spoken in a way where the dog is conscious of what it's incapable of knowing, but also is uh, clearly very. I mean, it's like it's an intelligent dog. Like it, it talks about things that it watched on television and. Um, sort of has these musings about life and perspective. Like uh, the uh, the dads, not the dads, the guy's uh, uh, parents-in-law, parents-in-law, mother and father-in-law um, are, uh, he refer the dog refers to them as the twins because he's like, oh, they look alike and they talk alike, so they must be related and stuff huh. like that. Um, but yeah, so it's, Ew. the book is, is very good. I think it has a lot of, uh, substance in, you know, what the dog is, uh, the, what the dog says about, um, about the world and everything. Carlos is scanning through the trailer as they speak. Oh, Amanda Seyfried's in this. What's, what else is she in? What else is Amanda Seyfried in? I don't know. Mean Girls. Uh, which She's one? Is she a mean girl? Yes. Yeah, she was one of the mean girls. Which one? Come on, Enrique. Man, blonde one, one, the other blonde one. She was the oh. other blonde one. Oh, okay. Not, oh, okay. Not the queen bee. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, She's in, in time. 
I love that movie. Oh, that's her stand. She's in Mamma Mia, too. Yeah, she's in yeah. Mamma Mia. That movie is not bad either. She's in both Mamma Mias. We saw Mamma Mia, too. Yes, we did. Reviewed it. With Bob know. and our Billy family. James is awesome. All right, so back to our <laughs> racing in the rain. Um, yeah. I uh, Let me refer to my notes real quick. Because <laughs> I'm not prepared. Uh, yeah. There it is. So, as a movie... I don't think it uh, is is very well constructed. Um, mm. I don't think I think it has a lot of uh, some straight up bad editing. Like there are a couple parts where I was just like, "Wow, that's really jarring." I don't know why they did that. And um, some you know okay to bad acting. Like you know everyone's pretty consistently not doing great. I don't know because I feel like because it is carried so much by narration. It's almost like the acting doesn't really matter because you know the you know Enzo the dog is going to explain what's happening. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's like watching an audiobook being played out um, over uh, over you know two hours, and uh, it definitely feels like two hours. I get to say that. Um, <laughs> you feel every minute of that. You, you feel every minute of this, and it's it's very sad. And I want to say there is a moment. It's a book. Marley and know. Me sad. I didn't see Marley and Me, but it's you know probably in that ballpark. But it's it's not really sad. There's an ending part that's very it's it's pretty good. I like how they sort of did it because the dog is very um, into you know uh, uh, racing. Obviously, racing in the rain. rain. Yeah, they don't really tie it together. I don't think as they do in the book what the what the title means. Well, no, they do. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> like about, you know, you make your own uh, conditions because racing in the rain is, is very difficult. But unless you're like, you know, if, you, if you're reacting to when your car is slipping, you're at a disadvantage versus if you intentionally make the car slip so that you're prepared for it, something like that. That's the way that they hmm. sort of explain that's the theme of the book right there. Okay. There you go. I don't know. I'm not doing a I really might, good job. I might no, be wrong. Fine. You can fact check me on this, but this is like the fifth dog movie in the past yeah. like three years. There's been a lot that's recently. It. I feel I, like they make a lot of money and they're cheap to make. That's, that's it. true. You could just, yeah, at the second. Um, Touchdown, Airbud. Yeah. What, there was a movie. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just the dog, the dog effect. If you show a dog. And you put some narration, or you have the dog doing whatever. What was it? A dog's purpose? Yeah. Or a, there's a, a dog's, dog's promise? Pur- yeah. There's a dog's purpose. A dog's purpose too. There was a dog ensemble movie with a Finn dog's Wolfhard. journey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A pup's journey. It's like something like a dog's way home or something. That's it. Yeah. A dog's that way just, home. Remember that? The freaking dog fights like a jaguar. Oh my gosh, I do remember that. <laughs> that trailer was so bad. That's <laughs> so, the trailer was the whole movie. Oh, it definitely. Was. I remember watching that trailer. I was like, why do I have to see the I, movie yeah, now? I've never experienced anything like it. Like yeah. the theater turned on the trailer. Like it was. Oh. <laughs> like, it Kill was the dog. <laughs> it was really, it was really funny. I saw it with my parents. And uh, there was one time where the guy's at like the guy's going on hard times. He's like, "Ah, am I gonna pay for everything?" And I turned to my mom and I said, "Sell the dog." <laughs> Just it's nice. It's like, eat the oh, dog. Eat him. Kill the dog and eat it. <laughs> it's like, and they're always golden retrievers. That's not fair. Show That's some racist. love to other dogs. Yeah, they're not. You know what is this? Um, but um, yeah, I think it's okay. You know. It is definitely Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Does that just popped in my room? Sorry, that's a movie. Keep going. That's a movie. 
Um, it's definitely uh, for. It's definitely a. I'd say it's a family movie. If you went and saw this with children, they'd probably get bored pretty easily. Um, it's all right. I'm sorry. It's a. It's a middle-aged woman movie. That's very. It sounds like very bad. Woman. But when they were pitching this movie, I guarantee you, this. This is our target demographic. It is women ages forty to sixty. That's what we're going for, and I think they succeed on that thing. Maybe some men who the women dragged to see it with them, but that's that. That's the thing. I give it a, a four point five. It's a movie. Four point five. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it wasn't that great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, as you explained what the movie was, I was like, yeah, I kind of gather what this movie is. Yeah, yeah. You kind of just have to read it. I mean, there's a lot more. There's a lot more substance, but the substance is provided from the source material because it's just Kevin Costner yeah. reading the book. <laughs> it's uh, an audio book. It's basically Kevin Costner reading the audio book. <laughs> I was really tempted to play the Audible ad right now. But see, all right. Do the, it. The funny thing is, this movie, like, I feel like after hearing your review of it, I feel like this is a very basic, like, Disney movie. But this was made by Fox and then acquired by Disney because Fox. So, so it is a Disney movie. But yeah. it feels, but it's At like, point, it's almost like they movies. knew that it was going to be, they were going to be acquired by Disney. So they're like, let's make a movie to make the Disney execs go, here we go. Let's play, let's yeah. <laughs> release this. I this mean, is, it's, fits our brand. It is a cut above. There are some dark moments in it, hmm. but it's always, uh, you know, it's like, it's through the filter, I mean, because it's a dog describing the dark yeah. at the moment, so it doesn't really understand. So it's not, it's not very explicit hmm. in the ways, it's kind of like how a child might see, you know, some, some, something like bad happening. Hmm. Um, so those are like, that sort of softens the edge of it. Interesting. Um, All right, so after much thought and debate, we are actually going to include the review you've all been waiting for on this episode, and that is, of course, Ozzy's review of Dora. Yes, I came back on the show to do this one thing, okay? (laughs) This is the movie that I stopped everything for. This is the movie of the summer. Bold. End of 2019. Bold claim. I'm going to give it a solid 10. Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Carlos had pretty much just texted me out of the blue. He said, hey, man, can we review Dora? I said, of course. And he said, all right, great. So the thing is, right, it has to be you. And I was just like, okay. Um, so I took one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was, to be honest, I don't know if you've listened to um, any of the recent episodes that you haven't been on to or been on, but this was a discussion we had <laughs> during the episode. We were like, you know what? Ozzy hasn't been on in a while. I think he needs to review Dora. <laughs> I guess that's my punishment in a way. I guess that's me getting written up. <laughs> kind of, <yeah. laughs> Having to watch Dora. Um, Dora is actually critically acclaimed. I just found out. It was, Wait, it's what? like an 82%. Is it really? Of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's, no and way. 88% of, co- of, of audiences love it. No 80%. way. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's just not for me. I guess. I guess I'm in the extreme minority here. Um, 
man. But getting back to Dora the Explorer. Basically, this movie is titled Dora and the Lost City of Gold. It's pretty much about Dora kind of growing up, um, you know, pretty much in, in, in the wilderness with her family, pretty much because they're always, they're explorers, uh, as they called it. And pretty much it's, it's her uh, moving, getting sent to her aunt's house where, you know, she's trying to get raised in the city and just trying to acclimate in school there. Um, but then she's forced to go back to be an explorer because her parents uh, get taken away. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's an adventure story for those of you guys who didn't know what the synopsis was about. I literally found out the synopsis while I was watching a movie because I had no idea what this movie was about. Um, what I will say as positives is that, you know, I think this would be a really great movie to bring your kid to go watch just because of the fact that, you know, kids do like Dora. She is, <laughs> she is, you know, Carlos, as much as we hate to admit it, she is iconic. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? Right. Isn't it weird that think, like that character is weird. still popular? I think it's incredibly weird, you know? And 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 they 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 did a lot of shout outs to the to the cartoon too. Oh, really? Like she did her own can you say Arbol? <laughs> Look at the camera. But to me, like the 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 best part of this movie to me, I think if you're an adult, you probably enjoyed this performance. Michael Pena. Michael Pena was amazing in this movie. Um there was a scene, Carlos, where he and like he he he, he intimidated um intimidated he did um and and intimidate i don't even know why can't i say the word right now i don't know what's wrong with me he basically did an interpret an interpretation of um edm music so he was caught like he was <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the entire movie um to me that was just he was just the the, the comedy relief and he really made uh adults at least <laughs> feel feel like really at least giving us a fun time to watch the movie, I feel like. Um, but to me, he had the best performance. And I think, you know, Isabella Moner, she's a girl who plays, she's an actress who plays Dora. I do think that she does play a good Dora. You know, she was very um, charismatic, very caring, very innocent. You can see that's what she was portraying as well. Um, and just overall, pot, you know, having this good positive energy around her um and i think i think she did a good job and i think the cast did a really good job as well um my negatives is just that it's a door the explorer and i'm 24 i'm gonna be 24 years old this year. this <laughs> 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 is not my movie <laughs> um but no i mean of course, I mean, since I'm not a kid, I'm obviously I'm not going to enjoy this movie. It was, it was, you know, it was definitely cheesy. I don't think it's going to be necessarily easy for families to, you know, at least, you know, for parents necessarily to sit by this one just because it is super cheesy. Mm -hmm. I think the, the, the only guy really keeping you going there is Michael Pena because mm -hmm. he's so funny. But, I mean, I just don't think that parents would necessarily enjoy themselves sitting in the theater just because this is a really cheesy movie. Um, but I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much like my biggest negative about the movie mm -hmm. is that it's really enjoyable for kids, but it's not enjoyable for adults. So, and I feel that if you really want this to be a family movie, you want both parties to be 
Yeah. Till they least enjoy themselves equally. So it's not a um, Pixar movie, then, is what you're saying. It's not like one yeah, that translates. It's definitely, yeah, it's not. I don't think it translates well to to, to all ages. Mm-hmm. I think it translates to you know, ki- you know, kid, you know, babies and kids, mm-hmm. you know, definitely growing up. Um, but as far as it acclimating with a whole family, I don't really think it does that mm-hmm. uh, too well. But I mean, again, I think it, I think it's you know, for kids, I think it's definitely you know a really good movie. I mean, I would definitely. Take my sister to go see it, um, but I would probably watch something else while she's watching Dora. So, <laughs> uh, I have uh, two quick questions. Okay, so obviously uh, Brianna has had a rant on this podcast before about uh, the quality of children's entertainment and uh, how there's like no substance to it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Does this have any substance to it? Is there a message that kids can take away from this movie at all, like a positive message, or is this just entertainment? I mean, I would say it's entertainment. Um, well, most of it is entertainment, but I mean, a lot of it is just also. I would say, I have to think about a point. Um, it would definitely be like stepping out of your comfort zone and being positive okay. and being yourself, because the fact that you know. You know the the it does have a positive message in that side and and in the sense because of the fact that you know her parents had sent her away to be with her aunt because she was just so into being this explorer she never really explored any anything else other possibilities on what she could be or do with her life she never had any friends so she was having to go into the school where she's never really she's never hung out with any kids her age she's you know being made fun of and everything of that just for being herself, but she continues to remain to be herself. And I think that the positive message is, you know, no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, you can only, you know, you should only be yourself. Um, and I think that's the positive message well, that good. I would go ahead and say. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then lastly, um, <laughs> I heard a rumor that there is a drug sequence in this movie and that there is a sequence where it turns into the cartoon. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, I totally forgot about that, and I was just like, "Yes." And there were some cartoon butt cheeks in in the movie too. What? Yep. Yep. Interesting. I was kind of like, I thought this was a PG movie, um, but I guess it's PG thirteen. Is it really? <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just get. I was just going along with it. Um, but may- maybe they could get away with it because it was cartoon. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, I actually kind of want to find that out now. Is it, was it PG thirteen? I don't know. <laughs> oh God, it's PG. <laughs> so it's they PG. So I guess cartoon <laughs> butt cheeks are okay. We now we learned I guess, something. I mean, I guess <laughs> this is weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would give the movie a, a seven for. I would give the movie like maybe like an eight for kids. Definitely like a five. For adults, so I'd call it like an even six. All right, even six. All right. It up. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. <laughs> how how did how did your punishment <laughs> move? You're you're done with your punishment. <laughs> how does it feel, Ozzy? I feel like a free man. Um, I was mistried. <laughs> I completed my term. Hey, you know. Well, now we can have a fresh start, and you can uh, start coming on the podcast again and reviewing. <laughs> Um, next week, what do we have next week? Uh, because uh, 
There was, <laughs> I'll probably talk about this uh, in the transition uh, into this review, but there was a little bit of a technical difficulty at the end of the episode we recorded. So we didn't have an out, so <laughs> you, you get to do the <laughs> outro here, um, and that's great. But I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, what we have coming up. Obviously, uh, Noah is back uh, in town local to me, so that means that we can maybe do some more things with him. Um, and I'm going to drop a little tease here. We might have an intro coming for Noah um, <laughs> on the next episode that he's on. Ooh, so, I didn't even know that was happening. Yep, yep. So be on the lookout for that. Um, what movies come out this week? Uh, is Ready or Not this week? That movie looks fun. Ready or Not? Yep, Ready or Not is coming Ooh, out this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's We're getting, we're getting Angel Has Fallen, guys. Oh, gosh. The third installment of Olympic Has Fallen. Who's excited? See, I like Olympus Has Fallen. It. But like the it, nobody asked exactly like installments. even even like the people who are like because I'm a I'm definitely a Olympus has fallen greater than White House down person, um like I like Olympus has fallen much better than White House down, but like even people who liked it are not going like oh man I wish they come out with a sequel <laughs> like what this is like it's the most random like uh, action franchise I don't know it's just. How are they making a third one for this? It's so strange. I don't understand like the concept. Like every, I guess they're gonna make. I guess they're gonna be. What like, is Fast Angel? Do we know? Angel's just the place, and that's what I'm saying. Like oh. I don't really. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. To me, it's just like they're just making movies. Like I think, I think every location that Gerald Butler's character goes, it's, it's always gonna be, you know. <laughs> down yeah apparently. Like, <laughs> at some point at some point like, they should catch on maybe they maybe he's the problem <laughs> i know i'd be like guy like what's wrong with you can yeah. you can you stop <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit of the bruce willis uh die hard situation where it's yeah. like how many times can this random dude get into this, <laughs> into this i was thinking more situation. like I was thinking more like Taken. Oh yeah, yeah that's another. Yeah. <laughs> At least they like try. Well, they kind of try with that, I guess, because it's like, are, or are they all random? I don't even know because I didn't see the third one. I don't think. I, I don't remember. But anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. So we got a little bit of a mixed bag coming up on the next episode. <laughs> but, but you never know. Maybe there. Maybe it's gonna be great. Um, I'm. I'm really looking forward to uh, Ready or Not. So that'll be fun. Um, and yeah, maybe we might also be reviewing. Uh, and maybe I'll have Brianna and uh, Chucky on because they both seem very um, excited to talk about this movie uh, because of its. Lack of quality, we'll say that. Um, and that is 40, uh, the next 40, is it 47 meters down? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Uncaged. That sequel came out last week, and we didn't get to review it on the on this episode, but uh, I got dragged into a, <laughs> in a Facebook Messenger conversation <laughs> where they were just ranting and raving about this movie, and I was just like, I have not seen this yet. But maybe I should so we can review it so you guys can uh, let loose on the podcast. I don't know. Is it like getting rave reviews? No, no. I think they were well, trashing it. No <laughs> they were trashing uh, I, it. Like, okay, okay, yeah. Because it made it seem like it was just like the best no, shark I, movie. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> but hey, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Ozzy, uh, you want to sign us out? Of course, of course. People, uh, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website. Uh, check it all out. Um, oh, another thing I want to talk about, we might be reviewing at some point, um, Glow Season 3 just came out on Netflix, and I know for a fact that Matt Fortunato, our one-time audio producer, uh, is very interested in reviewing it on the podcast, so... He might be calling in at some point um, in the next episode or two to talk about that. All right, guys. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and you guys can message me any – I'm sorry, not message me, but email me any TV recommendations, any movies at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please be able to listen and subscribe on the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Guys, this is Frank Bowles.